You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. is a proverb, a divine proverb. And just knowing that we also have to consider that if it's divine, it's of God, and if it's a proverb, it's going to reveal unto us something that we need in life. A proverb or the majority of proverbs reveal something that's going to be a benefit to a person in reference to his life or to her life. It it may be a benefit in in reference to your life in the house or outside of the house, on your job or just in general. But a proverb is going to reveal something that we need in life, in life. A proverb specifically reveals truth. And since we're talking about a divine proverb, it reveals truth according to the written or revealed will of God. And truth is important for a number of reasons from a biblical standpoint. First, you have to consider that that truth equates Jesus. Uh, Jesus is the embodiment of truth because John 14 and 6 says Jesus is the way. And then secondly, the truth. But you also have to consider the power of truth. Because when Jesus was praying in, in the book, of uh, John 17 and verse 17 to the father he, he told the father he said, he said sanctify them by your truth and he concluded the verse by saying for your word is truth so truth is powerful in that sense that it can sanctify you To sanctify is to make sacred or specifically to make more like God. See, when when you really get the truth embedded on the inside of you, when you allow the truth to fill your mind, it will cause you to start talking, thinking, and acting like God. 
Truth will transform you. That, that's the reason when, when Paul looked at how awesome truth was and how it had transformed the lives of so many folk, he decreed in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, if any man is in Christ, or truth, because Jesus equates truth, he is a new creation. Then he went so far as to say, oh, things are passed away. Behold, I look, everything is new. I'm thinking differently than I used to think. I'm talking differently than I used to talk. I, I used to be a doubter. I, I used to talk negative, but now because of the truth, I talk positive. Now because of the truth, I don't walk by what I see. I walk by what I believe. Because I understand the power of truth as well as believe. Because if I can believe, it opens up a door for the impossible to take place in my life. So truth will sanctify you. It will cause you to be sacred. And when truth sanctifies you, it will also bless you because when you become sanctified by truth sanctification leads to the blessings of God you can't be connected to God and not be a blessed person I don't care what you're going through right now. If you are connected to God, and you may even be going through trials, but I'm telling you, keep the connection because God in blessing is going to bless you in ways you never dreamed of. He, have you ever just heard of how Jesus himself talks about how God blesses? Of the blessings of God. I mean it's just amazing. Because Jesus in Luke 6 and 38. Talked about the blessings as being good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together and running over. Then Paul picked it up. And said he will do exceeding abundantly. Above all that you. Get this. Ask or think. You mean if I ask for a car. He going to do more than that. If I for my heart's desire he gonna do more than that yes why because that is the power of truth the power of Jesus the power of the word and so the text again is a divine proverb and a proverb is about truth that will change our life. And I got to add for the better. See, God going to make you better. You, you, you know, the wonderful thing about the Lord, he, he will allow you to go through trials and, and you, you'll be hurt in the trial. But, but, at the, but at the same time, the trial and all that you're going through is going to make you better. That's the reason, that, that's the reason one, one writer said, think it not strange concerning what the fiery trial, which is to try you, but rejoice. Why? Because of the conclusion. Because of what comes after the trial. 
I mean, because God promises some amazing things. Says things like, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver him or her out of every single one. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing this, that the testing of your faith work is endurance. Let endurance have its perfect work. Why? That you may be perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. Nothing? You mean even though I'm suffering going through it, when all is said and done, I ain't going to have no lack, not one thing. Not one thing is going to go missing in your life. Even when you suffer, you know the next step, reigning. That's the reason Paul said to Timothy, if you endure or suffer with the Lord, you will also And when you really understand truth according to the scripture, you will shout in a trial. You will turn in victory in a trial. You will leap for some joy in a trial because you know that the truth is ultimately going to make you free. And when the truth frees you, it says that it's going to do three things. It's going to deliver you, protect you, and cause you to prosper. Now, when you consider Proverbs 11 and 18, the truth of the proverb, it's about laboring. That's what it's about. The proverb is primarily about laboring or working. And, and it's about one person laboring that the text calls wicked. When a person is wicked from a divine or biblical standpoint, it says that the person is unjust. A wicked person thinks, talks, and does what is in contrast to the written and the spoken word of God. Wicked. God says better is here and better is coming. But, but an unjust person said, I don't see no better. The text is also about a just person. And, and a just person is, is just the opposite of an unjust person. A just person thinks, talks, and acts according to the written and spoken word of God. Just person can, can, can be to his last dime. But because he has been hearing from his shepherd, better is here and better is coming. 
He's not looking at what's in his pocket. He's not looking at, at, at the last piece of money he has in his hand. He's decreed better is here and better is coming. But see, it, it's important for us as saints of God not to stand in the steed of an unjust person. Because you can be Christian but talk like a sinner. You can be born again but think like a lazy man. Think like somebody that, that does not even trust in the promises of God. And some of us probably uh, know folk that say that they are Christian. But when it comes to their thoughts, their words, and their deeds, you wonder if they are not Christian or you wonder what in the world are they being taught Or if they're being taught the right thing, why in the world won't they walk in what their pastor is teaching? It's sad when you have somebody that's been in the church 10 years. And you know the person's saved. But the person still thinks, talks, and acts like an unjust person person still has embedded in him or her a spirit of fear even though they, they have quoted 2 Timothy 1 which decrees God has not given us the spirit of fear but love, power and a sound mind and so it's important to understand the end of a wicked or unjust person in reference to his or her labor. And that's what the first part of the proverb reveals. Notice again what it says. And consider this is an unjust person. Consider this truth. The wicked or unjust man does deceptive. Dishonest work. Ungodly work. Work that appeals to be fruitful, but ultimately is pointless. All that was gained from it turns to naught. You, you ever seen folks that, that one minute they were, they were prospering so well, but, but then the next thing you know, they're broke. And you'd be like, man, he had all that and now he. I thought he signed a contract worth millions and now he back at home with his mama. And we see that in the world. But if we're not careful as saints, it can happen in the church. That's the reason we need to make sure that, that as a just person, we are not thinking, talking, and doing as an unjust or wicked person. 
Because the wicked man does a deceptive work. And, and sometimes folk, folks would try to do something that's not right. Thinking it's the quickest way to gain. And they may see what, is, what appeals to be a prophet immediately. But because it's ungodly. It's not going to last. It's going to turn to naught. And, and I just want, want to show you ju- just biblically what happens to the wicked or unjust folk. That do things or work, but no, they ain't doing what's right. Let's just consider some things. Let's go to Proverbs 3. Y'all stay with me. Proverbs 3 and 33. I just want to read the first clause in Proverbs 3 and 33. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked. See, when you are unjust, God said, I'm going to stamp you with a curse. You got that big raise, but it ain't going to help you because you under a curse. And when God puts a curse on you, nobody has the authority or power to take it off you but him. The curse of the Lord is upon the wicked, the unjust. The house cannot prosper. It's a curse that's so powerful to where it not only affects the father, it affects the entire household. I don't want that kind of curse on me. Proverbs 10, let's go further. Consider verse 24 in Proverbs 10. Just the first clause. Proverbs 10, 24. The fear of the wicked will come upon him or her. See, when when you're wicked, you're always going to be scared about something. How how many can remember liking to get high? But paranoid, especially when the police come or uh, uh, when you around certain folk, just paranoid, just, just scared. Why? Because of this verse. The Bible will tell you why you were like you were back in the day. It'd be amazing. I'd be like, man, no wonder I was going through such and such. Isn't this Bible amazing? You ought to give God the praise for revealing stuff in his word. Cut God from Zion. 
Now notice Proverbs 10 and 28, the latter part. The expectation of the wicked will perish. An unjust person can be expecting something to happen, but it's going to perish. Now get this. Even when an unexpected person, well, when an unjust person gets his or her heart's desire, ruin still going to take place. It's still going to happen. Either, either God will cause ruin to happen to where it would just tear up or mess up, or God will allow ruin to happen in that he will take away from the sinner or the unjust person what he or she has obtained and give it to a saint. That's the reason a child of God should never should never think, talk, and act like a sinner. I don't care how many trials you go through. Don't ever get to talking negative or talk like you don't know God. Hold on to your integrity. How many are with me so far? Can we go further? Consider the fifth verse of Proverbs 11. The latter part. The wicked will fall by his own wickedness. By his own, yeah, his own wickedness. That's the reason, that's the reason when I consider Proverbs 11 and 18, that first part, the wicked man does deceptive work. The name Barry ain't going to be in that first part. Look at your neighbor say, say, say don't, don't, don't you allow your name to be there. Don't allow nobody in your household name to be there. Just tell them, look, you don't, need to, you don't need to crook. You don't need to be deceptive because you're messing up yourself. I tell you, if I look, you give God his money. I say, because if you don't, you, you, you ask him for a divine curse. And if a divine curse come upon you, can't nobody take it off but God. But let's consider the second part of the verse that talks about a just person. And keep in mind again that, that a just person that works, even if it's hard labor, even if he going through some trying things, that person is still going to think right. Or think according to the, to the word. Talk according to the word. And do according to the word. And no, so notice what he says here. And you may be like me. You're going to put your name down. He who sows righteousness will have. A sure 
reward. He who thinks, talks, and does what's in the word and what heals her pastor is teaching, you're going to get some sure rewards. Now, now, That means if this is of God, nobody can stop it from happening except you. Because see, notice he said you, you sow into righteousness. But now if you get to talking crazy, you're going to mess up what God wants you to have. If you get to thinking crazy, you're going to mess up what God has. If you get to doing crazy, you're going to mess up what God has for you. Because notice again, he said, if you sow into help me, that means even when, when trouble is telling you to think, talk, or act, contrary to what God done told you through your man or woman of God you tell trouble you are a lie and, and you got to get away from him right now you got to go right now because some of us we mature enough to the point to where we ought to understand by now number one trouble don't last always if I'm telling the truth tell somebody trouble don't last always so quit allowing that trouble to cause you to think, talk, and, and do crazy stuff. Trouble don't last always. Now, if, if we're going to sow into righteousness and get this sure reward also, we have, to, we have to be mature. Sadly, some of us been in the church a good while. But we still got some childish ways that we need to lay aside. Still complain when you go through. Listen, that, that's part of life, baby. You're going to go through stuff you ain't going to like. You, you're going to experience things you wish wouldn't happen. But understand this. Trouble, trials, and so forth are just a part of life. We don't need you tripping every time you get to going through something. We don't need you missing church every time things don't go your way. That's just a part of life. You got to keep thinking, talking, and doing right so you can get this divine reward. I know folk that mess up themselves. They'll blame it on the devil, demons, or whatever. But it ain't, it ain't no devil, it ain't no demons. The key to this verse in getting this divine reward, this sure reward 
is your sowing. Your laboring. See, it, it takes work to think, talk, and do what's right. And, and see, and see you, you have to rightly divide the word because sometimes things will happen. And, and, and if you, you allow your flesh, you'll start saying stuff instead of obeying what James said. Be slow to speak. Just hold it. Don't, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Yeah, it's rough, but don't say nothing. Yeah, they did something you didn't want them to do, but don't say nothing. Why? Death and life. Why? Uh, in the power of the tongue. And if you use that tongue, you're going to reap what you say. Whatever you say out of your mouth is going to come to you. I'm telling you, there is power in your words more so than in your fist. That's just the way God done set it up. Do, do you notice even with God, God, when he got ready to cause material things to come into being, how did it happen? Words. Even the devil, you know how he get folks to do things? Words. He didn't grab Eve by the hand and pull her. He used words. Words are powerful. And if you get to talking God kind of talk, you will get to receiving God kind of blessings. When you sow into righteousness, you're going to receive a sure reward. And, and see, quit adding to stuff with, with your mouth. Because that messes us up too. God be telling us he's he going to bless us and, and, and then we, we, we get laid off or don't get many hours on the job. Well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it because look at what you're saying. you acting like your job is your source. Your job is your God. Thank God for a job. But if God allows something to happen to the job, I still believe Philippians 4 and 19, he'll supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And I'm not just saying that. I have been there. I have been there. Working, but what I was receiving wasn't enough. And had to just tell God point blank, Lord, I'm working, but this ain't enough. You said you'll supply my needs. I'm just waiting on you. You told me in Matthew 6 and 33, if I seek you first and your righteousness, that things will be added unto me. I need some money. Why? I'm calling him on his word. But I'm not going to give a job the glory that belongs to God. But sometimes we, we, we'll sow with our mouth by saying things that, that sound right from a worldly standpoint that they're just as wrong. It's wrong. 
But if you sow into righteousness, your reward is guaranteed. Because that's what sure means. It's guaranteed. And that, that's the reason I've, I'm blessed, but I'm going to keep being blessed. Because I know I'm sowing into righteousness. Oh, I ain't perfect. You ain't either. Oh, no, you ain't perfect. Every now and then, you might think something you ain't got no business thinking. But, but I love it because God, God allowed writers to write a just person. We'll fall. But guess what? They'll get right back up. So when you fall, don't beat up yourself and say, well, I, I messed up so God ain't going to do it. Now the devil is a lie. I'm just. Yeah, I messed up, but I'm going to get up and, and start doing what's right because God going to bless me. And don't let nobody talk you out your blessing. <laughs> Just because you messed up. If you messed up, get yourself together. Get back up. Start talking, thinking, and doing according to the written and spoken word of God. And watch God bless you. I mean, understand. A guaranteed reward just for sowing in the righteousness I got stuff ain't, ain't no way it, it happened for me because of me now ain't the same I, I ain't the only one in here you too you got stuff right now you can't pat yourself on the back and say it's because of your education or who you know. You know it ain't nobody but your Jesus. You can't give nobody else the credit but your Jesus. Even if he used somebody else to bless you, ultimately it happened because God orchestrated it. Lord have mercy. In my clothes. Consider this. Consider a couple of scriptures. I got as I close. Y'all ready? Proverbs 10. Y'all better hold on. Good. God from Zion. Woo! That's a good scripture. Y'all don't even know which one it is yet, but that's a good one. The latter part of verse 2. Notice what it says. Righteousness delivers, help me. Now get this. Delivers from what? That, that means you got to be in a messed up place. Figuratively speaking, death equates ruin. But, but notice what he said. Righteous delivers from what? That, that means you got to be in a mess. You got to be in ruin. See, that's the reason as a child of God, when, when you get in a mess, whether you got yourself in a mess, or God allowed the mess to take place, you, you got to have, you got to know that, look, all I got to do is sow in 
to righteous. I'm, I'm just going to keep thinking, talking, and doing what I need to do. And God going to bring me out of this death. Doctor told me, he said, you, you got to take such and such and such and such. If, if you're going to come out, I said, no, no, I ain't. I said, the only thing I got to do is what the Bible tell me to do. And I'm going to come out of this. Because if I do what you telling me to do, Doc, I'm going to be taking them pills the rest of my life. And it's going to tear up my inside. It's going to have side effects. It's going to start doing this, that, and the other. But if I do what God tells me to do, God going to bring me out of my predicament. Because he done already said many are the affliction of the righteous. But he'll Deliver them out of every single affliction. Not only that, healing is the children's bread. Look at this verse. You so into righteous, you're going to get delivered from death. That, that, that's the reason when, when Elisha and his servant were surrounded by the enemy, the man of God didn't panic. He knew he was going to get his deliverance. It was a situation where, normally speaking, they would have killed him. They had surrounded him. Their intentions were to either take him hostage or to kill him. But ultimately, even if they would have took him hostage, they were going to kill him. But God is known for delivering folks from death. I don't care if it's spiritual, physical, or something. God just known for delivering folk from death. You know them drugs were killing you. You had tried to kick. Will somebody in here be honest with me and just tell somebody, I tried to stop doing what I was doing, but I couldn't quit on my own. It wasn't nobody but Jesus that delivered you from hope mongering. It wasn't nobody but Jesus that delivered you from whatever you were wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in. I find somebody and tell them it wasn't nobody but Jesus that brought me out of it. Why? He is known for delivering folks out of death. Pastor Baker was wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in death. Yes, I was, sir. Even your very fine Pastor Curtis Lee Jackson, senior, was wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in death. We can't stop with the two reverends. So, so and so on the third row. Brother so and so on the fifth row. I'm a bearers. Wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in something. But God delivered them from death. Why do you say he delivered them from death? Because the Bible says in Romans 6 and 23, the wages of sin is death. But look at, look at this. But the gift of God is eternal life. Eternal life ain't, ain't just talking about heaven. Eternal life is talking about what God came to give folk that received him as Lord and Savior. 
John 10 and 10 says the thief comes not before the steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come. Why? That you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Good God, let me close. Let's go further. Let's consider Proverbs 11 and 19, my last scripture. Proverbs 11 and 19. Just the first part of it. Righteousness leads to life. Now understand something. He he, he wasn't just talking about existence. Because that's what life is. It's existence. No. Because we, we are talking again from a divine book. That's revealing divine truth. You know what life is right here? Prosperity. Look at this verse again. Look at it. Ready? Righteousness leads to life or prosperity. Say to your neighbor, if you do right, and stay in that vein. Stay on that path. You ain't gonna stay broke. You ain't gonna stay sick. No, you you ain't. No, you ain't. You're gonna prosper. Well, how how you think God gonna prosper me? And I'm 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 sick in my body. Look, Third John two says, "Beloved, I wish above all things that get this, you'd prosper and be in health." Even as your soul does prosper. See it's got to start with you sowing in. To righteousness. And see when, when you do right. You're going to prosper. I tell folks just do right. Just do right. If you, got, if you got a righteous pastor. Get 1 Corinthians 11 and 1 in you. Follow your righteous pastor as he follows Jesus. Yeah, it's going to be a cross involved where you're going to suffer. Because Jesus then said, if you're coming, take up your cross. Yeah, it's going to be some suffering. But, 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 but suffering just, suffering ain't the entire course. Suffering just a part of the course. You're going to have life. You're going to prosper in everything that you do as long as you do right. Now, it's not going to be on your timetable because some folk want to follow Jesus and, and then two weeks after they, after they start following him, they want everything. It don't happen like that. It happens according to the will of God. I may understand Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.